When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently from Jen Duplessis, America's Mortgage Mastery Mentor with over 37 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. Jen has been mentoring loan officers and realtors for over 15 years and speaking on stages across the globe. So settle in and get ready as Jen and her guests share their experience passion and strategies to help you crack the top producer code to reach new heights in your business. And now here's your host, Jen Duplessis, mortgage mastery mentor and head chicken charge of kinetic spark consulting. Welcome to mortgage lending mastery as we're having a blast in the green room laughing about having popcorn. Popcorn, our, our uh, snack of choice, and, and the things we have to do on the podcast. Well, again, welcome everybody to Mortgage Lending Mastery. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis, and I am delighted today to have with us Brandon Barnum, who is the king of referrals mm. and the CEO of HOA.com. Wait to hear about this. This is so exciting, HOA.com. He also is, which by the way, is the number one referral network for home service professionals. We're going to talk a lot about that today so that you understand it completely because of course all of us here in the lending and real estate and investor space when we hear HOA we think of homeowners association which is what it is but it's more than that it is more than that and Brandon has closed over 500 million um, dollars in in uh, referred transactions and he has a book you go ahead and show it Brandon Brandon wrote the book raving referrals which many of you have already read you just didn't know that this was the guy and, uh, you know, I'm just real, real excited about having this conversation with you. We've been, you know, moving our relationship along. And it's really a testimony to exactly what both of us educate people on. And you specifically, I focus more on scaling. But um, I, I think it's a real testimony because both of us are really good with follow through. Like we bother the crap out of each other, right? <laughs> In a good way, in a good way, we do, Absolutely. but, but it's, it truly is, you know, what we're creating is this, this great relationship and we're supporting one another in a lot of different ways. And, um, you know, I'm, again, I'm just really, really excited to have you here today and can't wait to get started. So welcome to the show. Thank you, Jen. It's my pleasure to be here. And we both teach the fortunes in the follow-up. And so that's why we're bugging the heck out of each other. And when yeah. I hear Jen's coming to town, I'm there. So anytime. Yeah. Well, and I'm thank you. I want to publicly say, I've already said thank you, but you know, I was just in Phoenix a couple, a while ago, I don't know, a month ago. I don't know when I was there. I was just in Phoenix uh, speaking at an event. And uh, we also had a book signing while we were there. And Lo and behold, I turn around and here's Brandon right there supporting me at my book, you know, signing and I had no idea you were going to come. So thank you. It was, it was so cool. And not only that, but I bought books, had you guys them and then gave them to referral partners. And that's, again, one of the strategies that we both teach, right? Adding value to the people in your life. Not only was I able to support you and add value to you by buying the books, 
then I was able to post that and share with everybody and then give the autograph books on David and Goliath to the people I care about. So win, win, win. Yeah, I think I think that's beautiful. So let's talk about that because I know one of the well, I want to talk about HOA, but we're going to get to that in a minute. And, and listen, I know you're listening here and you want to hear all this stuff, but get your pens ready, because first of all, we're going to talk a lot about referrals and especially in the market that we're in right now. We have high inflation. We have high rates. Oh, my gosh. The Fed's just said they're going to raise it probably another, you know, half to full point. It's just crazy. So we have we have a lot of fear in our own market. In, in the market of mortgage lending and real estate, right? We have our own fear. And here we are supposed to be the, the voice of reason and help everyone else. So um, one of the things that I know, and you're going to talk about this, is that having a referral base, a foundation of referrals is a really, really great way for us to continue to always have business regardless of what's going on in the economy. So I want to talk about that. But then we're going to talk about HOA. You're going to want to stick around because HOA... Well, we'll tell you about it in a little bit. I don't want to tell you about it. I don't want to give it away. So let's talk about the to survive and thrive in the economy. There are five things you should be focusing on. I know that you wanted to talk about this. And because you just said value, it's working by referral. That adding value is such a loose term so often with the people that I'm talking to. I say, okay, what, what does value mean? They say, I just want to add value. Okay. What does that mean? So let's talk about that as it relates to why by referral only. Yeah, you know, I love that you brought that up, Jen. And, you know, in preparation for this new program that we're launching at HOA.com, I've been meeting with all of these millionaire mortgage experts and people like you. I was so grateful to have you offer to, to allow me to interview you and get your expertise, right? But the reality is we know that as a mortgage lender, it all comes down to trust. And that's what you want to win and work by referral only. But it's how do you add value? to the referral partners in your life. I was just on before this with a group of about 25 different mortgage lenders and we were interviewing them about how they're adding value out there in the world, right? And one of the things that we're doing in HOA.com is we're helping our mortgage experts be featured in local communities. You know, realtors all farm communities. Why don't mortgage lenders do it? Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. So there's 355,000 homeowner associations in the U.S. And what we're doing is creating these microsites to hyper-localize the marketing to the local homeowners in those communities, not just for the realtors, but for our mortgage lenders. And then what we're doing is helping the mortgage lenders feature and sponsor their best realtor referral partners. That's one of the ways you can add value. Right. Okay, so you know, and and again, that I do think that's important, and it's it's ironic because after this podcast that we're recording here, that won't be listed for a couple of weeks, um, we will. Uh, we're you and I are going to be doing a Facebook Live, right? And that's to highlight and spotlight, add value to your practice. For me to say, tell us about HOA.com. We're going to hold that right. off for now on this on this show. But right. you know, to to tell us about that, it's it's that featuring and spotlighting. So that that definitely is one value. Um, and maybe we can talk about some other values. Maybe some ideas yeah. that you can show up, throw out. But why work by referral only? 
Well, everybody on this this call, I'm sure, knows that when you have a referral come to you, the, the likelihood that you're going to close that client is way higher. In fact, the studies show that people are 400% more likely to work with you when you come referred because that trust factor is so high. 90% of people trust recommendations from people that they know. And so, you know, when I was in the mortgage business, I didn't want a lead. I considered a lead a four-letter word and, yeah. you know, a lot of other four-letter words, right? So it's in yeah. that category. You yeah. want to only work by referral and work with people that are already recommended to you. They trust you before they even pick up the phone and you're not having to deal with all the price shoppers so much because somebody is already trusting you before they ever meet you. Right. Okay, so this leads into number two, which is build referral partnerships. Now, and this is this is definitely a bailiwick of mine. I'm really good at doing this, but this connects to what you just said. And what you just said was that you don't like leads, you like referrals. And I listen, I know, I, you know, when someone called me and said, hey, I was told to call you and get your rate, I would just go out to the pit, to the pit where the other loan officers were and say, who wants a lead? And I had all these Horshack guys, you know, going, me, me, me. And I would just give them a lead. Because I realized it wasn't worth my time, right? right, right. And um, so, you know, and then I'd call the agent or whoever and say, what are you doing? You know, because I knew it was a source issue. It was, it, okay, so I missed something. I did not have a great, I didn't relay how I want to be referred, et cetera. So I'd like for you to talk about this because some people think that they're getting referrals from people because they're getting the phone call from the client, Right. That is not necessarily a referral because you're getting the phone call. You could be number 27 on a list. What is the difference between receiving that phone call from a referral partner that targets the conversion ratio? It's so funny. We're talking about conversion ratios tomorrow on my uh, coaching class. But what is it about that referral that makes it unique and different when that you pick up the phone and someone says, Someone says, hi, I was told to call you and I want to get I want to get some information from you. Where where's the key difference in that conversion ratio with the relationship rather yeah. than thinking, you know, I got the call. So they referred me. Mm. Yeah, no, it's a great question, Jen. And you definitely want all of those calls because it's an opportunity, but you want to be the first one they call or the last one they call, right? Some realtors feel like they need to give three mortgage lender cards out. And it's about you training your referral partners how to manage that process. Like one of the things that I always um, taught my realtors to do is once you win their loyalty, then you want to train them on how they can share who you are and what you do and how you help. And so what I train my realtors to say, as I said, look, you recognize that you, you may have to give out three referrals, but I know you want that business coming to me because you know I'm going to close it on time. I'm going to over communicate. You're always going to know where your transaction is when it comes to me. And if something goes wrong, I'm going to call you. I'm going to be proactive and I'm going to be available for you all the time. Right. And so you have to speak that. So you're proclaiming it and they're agreeing and understanding that that's who you are. If you're not telling that story, then somebody else may be. So what I would train the realtors to do is I'd say, look, I realize you may give out more than one name, but what I would request is say, you know, here's a few people that you can call, but I'd recommend you call Brandon first. I swear you are listening to us on our calls. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't care if I'm one, two, or three. I just need to know what I am. And I think that we have the we pull the wools over the wool over our eyes on purpose. We don't. We, it's in our it's our own intention. I mean, it's crazy for us to think that people aren't shopping. They right. are. So if they are, find out what pecking order you're in and then sell against that, depending on where you are, you know, in that order. Right. And so you cut you you know that. OK. Well, so, and then the other thing that I did, Jen, is if I knew I had a rate shopper, because sometimes you get those people where they're do. like, oh, well, I got to shop around. And I'd say, absolutely. Here's what I would recommend you do. Go find the best, the lowest rate. Though I'm going to say what you would say, I'm sure. But go find the best deal that you can find. And then let me see if I can meet or beat it. Because nine times out of 10, I can save you money as a broker. I can get you a better deal, lower rate, lower fees. So make sure you bring me your best deal. And let me see if I can beat it. Yeah. Okay. Now there is a difference in how we do that. That because I don't lead with rate, talk about rate at all. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's what you need to be doing. You need to figure out what pecking order you are, make sure you're the last. That's what, that's what you only, were only for the people that you know are shopping. If they yeah. tell you they're shopping, that's when I would, I would never offer that proactively. No. But when, you, when they tell you they're shopping, yeah. that's when I want to be the last. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally get it. I totally get that. So how important is niche, you know, having a niche in mm. it, especially when, you know, I've got a page of, of loan officers to call and I don't know who to call my, you know, hopefully I've trained my realtor, but I haven't trained my, trained my realtor. And by the way, this isn't just realtors. This is everybody. I Right. So yeah. if I train because they were trained by somebody else that that's what you're supposed to do. So they're telling their clients the same thing. Right. So hopefully you're training everybody. But how important is it is a niche in helping with the referral, the actual referral? Yeah, I think it's super important. And the reality is you need to tell your referral partner stories. What I love to do is tell stories about the niches that you serve, right? Mm -hmm. Whether that's maybe you, you specialize in veterans loans. You want to create an image in their mind so that when they see the client that has your perfect prospect profile, that they think of you first and foremost, right? Maybe it's investor loans. Maybe you love working with investors or short-term rentals, reverse mortgages, whatever it is that you specialize in, jumbo loans, right? Whatever you're going after, tell the story of how you helped somebody that you got as a result of somebody else dropping the ball. They didn't know the program well enough, right? They weren't the expert that you are. That's right. one of the things that we teach at, at HOA.com is you need to be the mortgage expert. Yes. You've got to establish your credibility and your authority. And often that time comes from teaching. One yes. of the, the strategies that just came up, Jen, that I hadn't really heard before is in this economic situation where some prices are getting reduced, uh, one of the mortgage guys was saying, look, what I'm teaching these people to do is rather than doing a $50,000 discount in price, work with the buyer, right? And, and maybe it's a $20,000 discount in price, but you can use some other programs to make up the difference so that the, the payment to the client, the new homeowner is the same, but that now you're not having the same issues on the net effect through the seller. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with that. Yeah, I'm familiar with right. that, that technique. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's, you know, and the reason why I brought this question up is that a lot of people say, well, I, you know, you, you had said, hey, when you call me, I'm going to close on time, I'm going to, I mean, it's going to be smooth, I'm going to over communicate, etc. But that, see that to me, that's an expectation that that's expected. Right. That's not a sales proposition, you know, or a unique selling proposition. That's already expected. So it's a what so what, right? Yeah, it's like, uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, so it sounds like Alexa, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Um, and so, so for me, you know, being able to express what the the niche is, you know, that hey, oh. you've got three or four people on this this, and this is what I love doing. I love counter selling. I love mm-hmm. that you. I love that you. Hey, I think it's great that you're selling it to five people. Or you're, or you're giving five people's names out. However, I want to share with you what my niches are and where I specialize in and why I specialize in these things, so that when you have a client who meets that criteria. You, no matter if I'm number seven or four or 23, whatever the number is, I get elevated up to number one because of, of my niche, right? So and and, um, and that's what I want them to be able to do is elevate me up to number one because of the niche and say, hey, look, I've got, I've got five people that I want you to call, but I want you to really work with Jen because Jen specializes in this and I know she's not going to do, you know, go do wrong for you. So okay. we start, we start with you know, that, that approach to it. And that's why my conversion ratio was 87%, right? I know that because I tracked everything. That's why I didn't take those calls. That's why I went and threw them to somebody else, (laughs) right? Because I knew my conversion was lower. So, um, you know, being able to tell them that that niche is, and then more importantly, and this is the counter sell, and this is, hey, what are the niches of the other people in your in your pool that you're sending? You know, these five people that you have, what are the niches that they do? And the reason why I'm asking this, so hear me out. This isn't, it's for you. This podcast is for you, but I got I to talk about this. People have heard me enough. They know. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, the reason that I asked this question is because I, a lot of times as loan officers, we want to know who they're working with, but we're afraid to ask. Yeah. Right. So that's one mechanism. But but I'm asking and and saying, you know, so so Brandon here, the reason I want to know about the other people is that if I know what their niches are and, you know, if someone does come to me and it's not because of my niche or there's something I can't serve, I need to know if someone else maybe has a niche with veterans. But maybe you chose me for personality and them for a different reason. But some of us have different criteria for VA loans, right? Yeah. I know right. my company did at the time we had a 640 credit score and everybody else is like, there's no credit score. I don't get it. Um, but I'd like to know who, what their niches are so that if we have situations that I can that I can't do, I want to be able to refer within your circle. Now, wouldn't you want uh-huh. me to refer within your circle rather than me referring out of your circle? So, and so now so. what I'm doing is I'm sizing up all the other peeps. And I'm figuring out what their ranking is and what they do that's best. And then I can countersell against that and say, well, these are my niches. I think that's brilliant. And, and what you're getting to, too, Jen, is a strategy called wedge selling. Yeah. How do you create a wedge, wedge between your referral partner and their other partners, right? That they're yeah. working because you're really competing against the other lenders. And yeah. if you ask that question and they haven't d- identified the niches that they serve, they're like, oh, uh, I now, don't what's know. What's wrong with them? How come they haven't told me that? I wonder what oh. I should think about them. Right. Yeah. And it's putting oh, yeah. doubt in them. So it's not, it's not condemning. It's not like, oh, they're yucky. Right. They're nasty. This is just, you know, creating a counter sell to them. So that they're thinking, and I'm, by the way, you do that when you get the phone call and you're number one, two, and three, you keep putting that that counter sell against the other lenders in there as well. Okay, so I love that. Um, I had to say that. I just had to say it to get in there. Okay, so build referral partnerships. Let's talk about that. All right, so you come in, you show up and you throw up, you walk away, you give yourself a a virtual high five. You go, yeah, that meeting was great. We're going to work together. And then crickets. (laughs) Yeah, so So a couple of things. 
<laughs> that we recommend. Uh, number one is create your own business alliance. You know, a lot of LOs are going out there and they're joining a BNI group or a lit tip group. And the reality is you don't control that group. You don't control the, the referral partners that are coming in that group. You may be the only loan officer. You might be exclusive. Right. And that's great. But you can't fill that group with the people that you're building relationships with. So one of the strategies that we recommend is create your own. We call it a business alliance. And then the second thing is, as you're meeting with those referral partners, meet with them one at a time and create what we call a referral partner blueprint. Yeah. In the book, Raving Referrals, we have a one sheet that you can print out and talk about the top 21 campaigns where you're going to co-market and build your business with your referral partners. And that way you can sit down. It's basically dummy proof. And you can go, you know what? Yes, I'm going to refer you business. Okay. We knew that from the get go, but we start there so that we get their commitment. Yes. I'm yeah. going to refer you clients, right? Yeah. Number two, I'm going to do a testimonial video for you. I'm going to edify my referral partners and create a video just like you did for us recently, right? Of mm -hmm. how great you are, because what that does is it empowers your partners and they feel great about the difference that you're making. You're really supporting them. Add a testimonial onto their LinkedIn or their website or their Google My Business and then start promoting them through different campaigns, right? And do a Facebook Live, uh, celebrate them on social. One of the things that I used back 25 years ago when I got in the mortgage business, and I was just talking to a, a guy who did 142 million in production last year, and he's not doing this. I said, are you celebrating the referral partners that are sending you business? He said, what do you mean? I said, are you like giving them a shout out on social media? And he said, no, I'm not doing that. And I said, listen, when you are really thanking people, not just thanking them publicly, but celebrating a lot of people work for praise. Recognition is a huge social motivator, right? So when you recognize your referral partners, you do two things. One is you make them feel good. And then number two is you create social proof. Because other realtors see that that person sends you business and now they're like, their trust level for you increases. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that, okay, so that brings us to number three, which is establishing your expert authority. That's what it does. Is it creates the influence that you need in your area, right? And, and again, the edification of it, not me, 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 I, 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 but other people, it's what other people are saying about you. Absolutely. And you should be doing that and creating expert authority all the time. Invite your referral partners on, interview them just like Jen's doing with me right now, right? Have them share their wealth of knowledge with your community. And then you do the same, ask them to reciprocate, which they'll be happy to do, right? I'm going to have Jen on as a mortgage expert for our millionaire mortgage expert program, assuming you'll say yes, Jen. Oh, I already have, but there yeah, you go, right? we already talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> and so when you do that and you bring on your mortgage partners, your real referral partners, then you're increasing the visibility and the expertise for them and your stock rises in their eyes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I was originating, I had a show, <laughs> forget a mortgage lending mastery. I still had that, but I had a show called getting real with realtors with Jen Duplessis. Nice. And um, we brought them into the office. We had a we had a whole studio set up. Um, I only did it for special people, by the way. I didn't do yeah. it for Tom, Dick, and Harry. I mean, there's got to be a level of uh, FOMO, right? Uh, 
Yeah. And so I brought them in and said, you know, tell us about you. What's your specialty? Is it listing? Is it selling? Is it rentals? Is it investors? What is it? Is it high end, low end, multifamily? What is it? And then, you know, what what are some things people don't know about you? What would you tell a seller if they were going to be putting their house on the market? You know, all of those things um, just make it's make it's more sticky, right? It's the stick factor, the stickiness factor that we talk about. So I think establishing local um, local expert authority. Now, what's another way to establish some local expert authority that isn't just mono e mono? Well, I mean, even you as as a loan originator, right? You need to be sharing with your social channels uh, credibility and information about being a wealth coach and a captain, essentially, right? I know, you know, our buddy Dave Savage talks about being a mortgage coach and being the captain of the wealth team. Obviously, you want to partner with the CPA, the financial advisor, the divorce attorney, the estate planning attorney, anybody, the, the insurance agent, people that other clients look up to as an expert in financial management, which is what you are. So invite them onto your show, interview them. You're providing expertise out there to your communi community, and the more that you do that, the more that your status rises and your clients, your community and your referral partners see you as the expert that you are. Yeah. Beautiful. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Another good, good, great strategy. Okay. Number four. Yes. Can we talk about this before yes. we move on? Yes, we definitely can because All I right, love cool. this. Four. Right. <laughs> so this is a system, a personality system called bank code, and yeah. you can go to knowyourcode.us and you can take your own bank code personality test. This is kind of like DISC. A lot of people use DISC. The difference is this has been shown to increase realtor listing conversions by an average of 123% wow. and yeah. buyer brokers agreements by 300%. And essentially what you're doing is within 60 seconds, you can learn the code of your client or your prospect. And when you understand their personality code, now you can speak in their language and give them information in a way that optimizes their buying decisions. So if I were back in the mortgage business, honestly, I would be teaching and training this system to realtors because it's a magic trick that they're typically not aware of. So yeah. check out knowyourcode.us, your bank code and teach it to others. Yeah, and I love it. And, and, you know, whether you do that or whether you do DISC, the important thing is to know the personality, you know, the different personality types. You know, I remember way back, way back when we had eight and a half by 14 files, <laughs> manila folders. And then we finally got the, the echo fasteners that were attached and we didn't have to stick them through and whole punch them ourselves. Oh my gosh. Yeah, um, we had on the top of the file B colon D-I. C colon SC, right? We had uh, the borrower and the co-borrower and we had what their, what their disc profiles were because it was important for me. And we always knew who our partners were because we knew how to communicate with them. That's the key to having um, a great client experience. And that right. client experience extends, of course, into your, your referral partner because if your client has a great client experience and they have a great experience on their own and then coupled with their, their client, they're going to bring you more business. So we want to make sure we're communicating um, the same for every, I mean, um, specifically for everyone. And, and I think that this is a, this is another thing for referrals too, is that, uh, you know, I hear, I mean, of course I teach about scaling and, and leadership, you know, and management and all that. And everyone always says to me, well, I, I treat everybody the same. And I go, oh my gosh, don't, you can't do that. Everyone's different. 
everyone is different. Some like text, some like phones, some like long emails, right? So you have to really understand that. But I love that bank code. Okay, so now you and I have been talking quite a bit for a while. And so what's my bank code now? And I know what I am, but what's my bank code? Uh, I think you're ANKB. Action, nurturing, action, yep. action, nurturing, yep. knowledge, blueprint. Yeah. Green, you green. might be blueprint knowledge. Yeah. No, I'm green, green, green. Green, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. KB. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally am. Totally am. Yeah. Know, and the reason I like this system. So if, if I were showing your code, this is what it would look like, right? Yeah. Action first and foremost. Yep. Jen okay. loves to win. She loves competition, right? She's going to mm -hmm. crush the competition and yep. be in the center of the spotlight. Then she's about nurturing the people and really building strong relationships. Third is about the knowledge. And then lastly, the blueprint. And the beauty is when you understand that about the people that you're talking yep. to, then you can give them information in a way that helps them make buying decisions quickly and effectively. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love it so much. Okay, so let's get to the fifth and last one. I love this too. Oh, wait a minute. Do we get localized in your market? No, we didn't. We hadn't done that. So I just heard a phrase. Let's and let's let's debunk this phrase. Okay, okay? Cool. So the phrase, the phrase I heard, if I can, I'm gonna paraphrase it, but it's the difference between carrying a suitcase and carrying a briefcase. Okay. Are you carrying a briefcase or a suitcase? Because in your local area, you carry a briefcase. When you yeah. travel and you become an expert outside of your area, you're carrying a suitcase, right? And the reason why I want to address this is that I, I'm being totally honest and vulnerable with this. It's amazing that in the D DMV, the Den Denver, I don't know why I said that, the, the District of Columbia, Maryland, and Virginia area, I only have three clients that are from this area. They all know me. I've been around for 30 years. All these loan officers know me. They know who I am, blah, blah, blah. Yep. The thing is, what happens is that in your own market sometimes, and I want to debunk this because you can, but yep. but it, um, in your market, your own market, sometimes people, they saw you as a three. You weren't the mm -hmm. expert yet. You didn't have the success. You didn't have the edification. You were out there, you know, scrambling to get stuff. And they saw you as a three in a scale of one to 10. And they're always going to see you as a three. They might move you up to a four or five, like, oh, she's kind of getting there. He's he's getting better at whatever. But they're always going to see you that way. But take your take your suitcase with you and go to an event and have someone introduce you, and you're instantly a ten. Instantly. That's why most of my clients are not in my own backyard. It's the the old saying of you know the prophet doesn't reap rewards or whatever it is. And I'm Christian, but I can't, I'm horrible with verses. Um, but you know, the, pro the prophet is never welcome in his own town. There you go, baby. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what it is. So yeah. how do you, how do you become a localized, you know, localize your marketing and become an expert in your own town when people saw you at one level and it's so hard to have them see you at different levels? Yeah. You know, it's a great question. And there's an old expression in sales that says it's easier to give birth than to raise the dead right? Yeah. <laughs> the way I interpret the question is, you know, the reality is you may not change the opinion of the people that already have an opinion of you. So you need to get your suitcase and you need to reestablish yourself with new people. That's really yeah. all it is. That's, so, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. So yeah. what does that look like? That's going out to new events, right? Maybe you need to join a new organization and reach out to people that you haven't played with before. It really yeah. is that simple. But again, use the power of partnership and the power of referrals 
to get those introductions. Be crystal clear on who you want to connect with. And then ASK to G-E-T, you know, one of my buddies, Mark. Oh, yeah, Mark. Did you tell him I said hi, by the way? I did. (laughs) I did. He just uh, spoke. We did a champion summit here in Phoenix, Arizona this last Saturday. And Mark came and spoke. And he's brilliant. He's friends with Jen and I. And just he's been mentoring me for 18 years. But he teaches ASK to G-E-T. Figure out what you want and then ask to get. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that that, you know, is, is super powerful. So I, I love the fact that you're saying, okay, so go try some new things, try some new circles, try some, you know, we know that you are the sum of the five people you hang around with. So maybe if you're not getting the results you want, it is a different group of people, you know, a different, a different, um, even, even different referral partners, right? It's, Absolutely. it's looking at, at that. So, all right. So how do you um, localize your marketing? Let's talk about this specifically, the marketing to localize it. Absolutely. And I just want to add one stat that I just heard, which is according to National Association of Realtors, there's only 6% of realtors nationwide that have done six transactions in the first half of 2022. Oh my God. And yet we rely on them. 6% have done one deal a month in the first six years. So one of the things that I would recommend is that you get, I don't know what you call it out in that market. Every market's got a different here in Phoenix, they call it an MTA report, but it's in essence, there's a way that you can get. Yeah, an, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Production get, report. Get numbers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah production. So you know what the actual volume is because people will tell you how much they're producing, but we like to make data-driven decisions and actually work with the true statistics, not what somebody's fantasy of their production is, right? Yeah. So determine who's really crushing it and you should be able to find the data in your local market. Yeah. Now, as far as localizing your marketing, again, what we're doing at HOA.com is we're bringing it down to the community by community basis. Now, right. again, realtors do this all the time. Mortgage lenders don't think this way. Right. Go to your realtor partners and say, what communities are you marketing in? How can I help you farm? I'd love to be your partner, right? Whether we're doing a, a postcard campaign, whether we're creating a community impact event, you know, here in Phoenix, we partner with different uh, bounce house companies, right? And they'll bring out their bounce houses. We set them up with an HOA community where we create the, we bring the party to the park. Right. right. The HOA doesn't even have yeah. to pay for the bounce house company. They sell tickets or we have the, the mortgage lender and the realtor pay for it and just sponsor it. And you can even bring in other referral partners, your financial advisor, home insurance, bring together people where they're covering the cost and it won't cost you anything. But create community impact events. I know we're going to talk about charity champions, but this really ties into it. What's the impact that you're making in the communities that you serve? Focus on some of the premier neighborhoods and communities in your area, partner with agents that are already working with them, go to your referral partners and say, what's your farm area and how can we work it together? Yeah, I love it. I love it. I do something very similar. It's a little different, but very similar. I love it. I love it. It's exactly the same, only totally different. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, that's like selling someone, hey, this is this is a Honda. It's just like a Mercedes. Um, so so okay. So the first thing that came to mind, and it's October, so maybe hocus pocus is on my mind, right? And I'm thinking yeah. a muck, a muck, a muck, right? Yeah. So 
it's amazing. I love this statistic. And I've always said this too. We already know that the average real estate agent and realtors are listening. I apologize, but it's just the way that we're talking through this, but we're here to help you. Okay. So your, your, um, you know, average real estate agent makes like 43,000 a year. The average loan officer, I think is something up around 70 some thousand dollars per year. And yet we, as I hear this all the time. I need to call realtors. I need to call realtors. So it's twofold. I need to cold call them. What should I say, Jen, when I'm calling them? And, you know, I can increase your business by 25%. Well, what if I don't want to increase my business by 25%, right? And so I feel like there's a lot of running around a muck, a muck, a muck, trying to get a seed from a dried up lemon. I mean, it really is. There's just nothing left, right? And this statistic proves that. Why do loan officers tend to wait for real estate agents to create the opportunities for them? And I get that we want to help them. I definitely helped all of mine, right? But but it's also, why aren't they looking out at the financial planners? Why aren't they looking at the home services, financial services, personal services, all right. of those relying and just fine-tuning, not fine-tuning, but honing in on, I got to talk to realtors, got to talk to realtors, I got to talk, and then saying, gimme, 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 gimme. So, yeah. Help us understand where does this come from that people are running, you know, sort of amok. And this is really lends itself to referrals because stop doing cold calls. Oh my gosh. I would never do a cold call. I'll, I'll take that back. When I got started in the mortgage business in 1997, yeah, I, I, cold had called, yeah. I cold called 10 people, 10 people. Yeah. What I did is I, I found listings that yeah. were on a busy street and I called yeah. those town and I said, I yeah. want to feature your real, your listing on my home, my website. And out of those 10, right. six, and I never made another cold call again, yeah. knowing what I know now, I wouldn't even do that. Yeah. What I would do is Not I would really start good. with your best referral partners and I would say, hey, I'm looking to partner with a new, I'm I, I'm building my business, expanding my business, and I'm looking to bring on one more realtor that I can do business with. Who is your best agent that you recommend? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You do that with your CPA, your financial planner, your a divorce attorney. Now they're making the introduction for you. And when they say, hey, you know, you got to call Susie or whoever that realtor is. Now you've started off with it being a raving referral rather than a cold call. You're already a 10. You're Boom. already a 10. Boom. And and there your conversion ratios go higher and higher, assuming you're really good at sales, right? You got to be right. good at sales too. But yeah, I love and that. And this comes back, Jen, when you integrate that niche that you were talking about earlier. Hey, I'm yeah. looking for a realtor who specializes in investors. You know, investors. Under how to work with investors. Most realtors don't know how to work with investors. Yeah. And why be- wouldn't you take that to your CPA or your financial advisor who has investors that are investing in real estate? Now you're establishing your expert authority and you're getting connected to realtors that are doing a lot more volume. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I always tell everybody is they're like, you know, how, what's the script for, for, uh, you know, me making some cold calls. Don't make them. Here's the script for for asking for con- connections and referrals from your colleagues. That's, the, that's the answer. Okay. So let's go to number five and this, oh my gosh, I love all this. Um, you know, I just love all this, but this, this, uh, you know, I think I mentioned to you some time ago, I was putting together a presentation and said, gosh, you know, I was, somebody asked me a question about it. And I said, oh, I'm going to put this together as, as a teaching moment for my students. And I ran, I ran out of, I, I could have had 300 slides for all the charity events that I participated in. And I just, I was in it. I didn't realize I was doing it, 
But wow. And I thought, wow, this really had an impact on my business. So let's talk yeah. about you. I call it charity, you know, collaboration. You call it charity champion. I want every single person that's listening to be a charity champion, adopt a charity or a cause, something that makes a difference and tell the story. 83% of consumers say they want to know the difference that you're making in your business. Mm -hmm. Okay. Don't just talk about the facts and the figures, win their hearts and you'll win their minds. You'll win their loyalty. So, I mean, some yeah. of the ones like the best one I did when I was in the mortgage business is we did an event called Christmas Kindness. And we rented out the downtown square in Portland, Oregon called Pioneer Square. And we did a fundraising event. We had live music all day long. And it was a donation drop-off center. People donated toys, uh, coats, blankets, and food. And we actually gamified it. So we gave people points based on the donations that they delivered. So for every can, they got points. For every coat, they got points. For every, right? And then what we did was the person that had the most points at the end of the day, we gave them a free trip to Mexico. Now, it was my timeshare. So I had a week anyway. Right. And I decided to just donate my week. I picked up two airfare tickets and I gave them $200 in cash. And I had 30 loan officers working for my mortgage brokerage at that time. It gave every one of those LOs an opportunity to share this community impact event with all of their referral partners, their realtors, builders, financial planners, and it helped us stand out from the competition. And it was the best ever. Here's another one. I was actually just telling this story. This is where I met Mark Victor Hansen. Okay. Yeah, exactly. We were raising money for a charity called Northwest Medical Teams. And you're going to love this photo. Because number one, Mark was a lot younger back then. Oh my right? gosh, he yeah. was way younger. Well, and and so Ooh. was I. Uh, but al although he's much more handsome now. Oh my gosh, look at you! I was a baby. This was oh my god, two thousand and four. You're gonna have right? to so watch the YouTube for those of you listening. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, what we did though is. I hired Mark. I was working with the charity and I was on their corporate industry council. Basically made, meant I was raising money and awareness for the charity. They were doing their big lunch event. They knew I was into personal development. They said, who do you know that can be our keynote speaker? I didn't know Mark at that time, but I knew someone who knew him. I said, let's see if Mark can do it. He had just written the one minute millionaire, the enlightened yep. way to wealth. And yeah. so I'm like, that guy's the guy. He's got the exact message that these business icons and Titans need to hear. And so he couldn't do it for free. So I just covered the his speaking fee right. personally through my mortgage company. And then talking to his VP as we were booking the deal, she said, well, since he's speaking for the lunch, he'll do an event in the evening for free. And I said, great. So I created my own event. Yeah. My company was called yeah. Integrity Lending. And we did yeah. success with integrity in that one day we raised enough money to send $1.2 million in humanitarian aid around the world. And right. I filled that second event that I emceed with right. all my referral partners. We had tables and we filled the room. And then I had video of Mark Victor Hansen edifying me and it changed the course of my life. He and I have been friends ever since. It's 18 years ago. And that is just one example of what happens when you become a charity champion. Um, yeah, it's amazing. It, it really is. It's amazing. And how, um, you know, the visibility, the expertise, the market influence, the local market influence happens 
um, just because of that it's it, and it's proximity. I think that's important for people to understand too. And that's the undertone of this. This isn't the reason, oh, I'm going to do that because I'm in proximity. But, um, you know, Frank Shankwitz, who is the founder of Make-A-Wish oh, Foundation, yeah. a very good friend of mine. I was at his premiere for his movie, you know, The Wish Man. And, um, you know, and I was at his home in, Fe well, not in Phoenix, but I was at his home in Arizona. I don't know where we were. We drove Basket. somewhere. Yeah, I, I don't even know where I was. Yeah, um, I can't. Th those mountains there just get me all twisted. <laughs> all look the same. Um, I never know where I'm at in Phoenix, but I uh, went to his home, you know, all of the pieces there just because I was already involved with Make-A-Wish. And when I when I was able to approach him and say, Frank, I and I was speaking with him on stage at something, but I said, I do Make-A-Wish. Let me show you what I do. And then he's like, oh, well, come come in. He puts his arm around me. And then I'm also a concealed weapons carrier. And, you know, he was a, a cop. So he liked yeah. that too. So we talked guns, but, um, you know, just, I mean, he's just such a special guy, but you know, it does help with the proximity too. And that's, again, is it, is an ancillary to this. What this is, is really helping others and showing. And we know now we have five generations working together. We have you know, five generations now out in the marketplace, I call it generational leadership, because oh, we have to know it forget disc or keep disc if you want, <laughs> right? Disc and, and bank and bank um, note. I can't remember the name of it. Bank, bank code. Yep. Bank code. Yeah. Those are great too. But now we've got five generations and just the generation personalities yeah, and what right. they're, what drives them is big. And what we do know about millennials is that they'll leave a job, take lesser pay to go to a company that has community involvement. That's right. That's and right. So if we can demonstrate this, you know, and put on these events, um, you know, and even through every transaction that you're working on, every family that you help um, donate, don't donate on their behalf, donate on your money, but you're going to donate a certain amount of money to the charity, three charities. That's what we did. Pick a, pick that's one, smart. pick a charity, yep. um, donate to the charity. And then we have open houses, open house or housewarming parties, and it has a charity component to it. And it all makes right. all the difference in the world. And we did housewarming parties left, right, and sideways with a chair. Now, in that, we would say to our to our client, what is your charity of choice? Let's serve your charity. So we were ser serving multitudes of charities in home housewarming parties. So, <laughs> and oh, then we got more business there too, right? Yeah. So right. I love it. So, I mean, it's super, super important. We do one of the, the same things with HOA.com. We have a community impact team. We meet every Monday and we talk about what campaigns can we create that we can send to and, and empower our loan officers and other certified pros with so that people have a turnkey charity champion campaign. Like, you yeah. know, this is October as we're recording this, we're doing a We've Been Booed campaign, right? And yeah. it's super simple and fun and basically you... <laughs> You print out a form and you drop it off at a house in your neighborhood where you know they've got kids and you leave a candy bar. You you ding dong ditch them and they see this print out that says that we've been booed and then they put it on their door. And now their job is to boo two other neighbors and have <laughs> it just go through the neighborhood so that everybody feels is having a good time. And you're the one that is delivering that fun to the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love that. We've been booed. <laughs> I know we used to do no tricks, just treats. Oh, there you go. <laughs> tricks, 
No tricks, just treats. Yeah, I love it. So, and a lot of your realtors are doing this, guys. Oh, of course they are. They're doing pop buys and yeah. They do, but why are they doing it with just the realtor? You should be included in that yeah. campaign. Go yeah. to your agents and say, hey, what are you doing that I can support? I'll yeah. buy the candy. I'll drop some off. You know, my team will help knock some of those doors for you so you don't have to do it all. Expand yeah. the impact that you're creating together and you boost that loyalty so that you win more business. Right. You know, I think a better word for value is impact. I love and of course, it. I like that. And of course, I like that word because of my book, right? Impact. Yeah. But but I just think that instead of saying I want to give more value, it's yeah. I want to make more of an impact in your business. And I know Absolutely. that by helping you do that, mine will grow as well. And that's where the giver gains, right? That's where we have that first. Okay, so let's transition. We only have a few more minutes left because we have to go live here in a few minutes. Um, but we have, <laughs> literally we have to because we have a timeline that not the recording. But um, tell us a little bit, tell us about HOA.com. Give us the high level of HOA.com so that those that we've been, we've been kind of hinting around about it, but we want to hear a little bit about it. Oh. Absolutely. Thank you. So what we're doing at HOA.com is we're connecting homeowners to professionals they can trust. At the end of the day, that's the net of it. You can think of it like home advisor meets BNI, right? Mm -hmm. We're bringing in the raving referrals process. So we're teaching our pros how to build referral partnerships and win more business together and build their businesses with other professionals who serve homeowners every day. So that's really what we're doing. You can go to HOA.com slash Jen, J-E-N for Jen Duplessis. And you can find out about our uh, Millionaire Mortgage Expert Program because that's really what we're delivering for this audience for the loan officers. But uh, what we do is we help people become that expert in their local market, become that hyper local focused professional that every individual homeowner turns to when they need some help with their home. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And I know you just went quick with that. So if you're a real estate agent and you're listening to this, find your lender and get them to HOA.com forward slash Jen, right? Get them there so that they can do it because right now it's set up that only loan officers can lead these, these alliances, these business alliances. It's not for realtors. Only loan officers can do that. Um, so call your, get your loan officer. If they're not listening to this podcast, first of all, get them to listen to the podcast. That would be helpful, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I want, I want to make sure everybody knows, you know, knows that also as we're record, we're ending this recording in this particular episode, make sure you go to mortgage lending mastery on Facebook asked to be part of our community and search for what we are about ready to do with it, which is our Facebook Live. We're going to talk a little bit about what we just talked about here, but mostly we're going to be talking about what HOA.com truly, truly is and look at the impact we're going to make in Brandon's business. Did I freeze? Did you freeze? No, I thought you were uh, stopping so we could go live. So I thought that was like the end of the show. I'm like, oh, okay. no, no, no. Well, no, no, no. So Brandon, I want to thank you so much for being a guest on our show. We My appreciate pleasure. it. Yeah, I'm just making sure that they get a lot of follow up with you. And, uh, you know, I appreciate everything that you do. We are going to go live here in just a few minutes. But thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you all for listening in on the show. Just a reminder, if you haven't subscribed and you just stumbled across this, don't forget to subscribe. And please go to Mortgage Lending Mastery on Facebook and get yourself into our team. And last but not least, if you want to have a strategy session with me, you can always text Jen to 26786. That's Jen, one and Jen, to 26786. And finally, 
check us out on YouTube. That's where you'll see us doing the video and him showing the pictures of Mark Victor Hansen, him and him and himself many, 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 many years ago. <laughs> and with I that, I had hair back then. Who knew? <laughs> and with that, thank you again, Brandon, for being on the show. It's been an absolute delight. It's been a joy. Thank you, Jen, as always. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Be sure to subscribe to hear more sales tips, ideas, strategies, and tactics to help you with your personal and professional growth to multiply your results in record time. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Wanting more beyond the podcast? Join our Mortgage Lending Mastery membership community where you will find extended interviews with our favorite guests, weekly training, tips, and insider secrets. Fireside chats with Jen, free content, meet, share, and collaborate with other members, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more about this exclusive content. Mortgage Lending Mastery is an industry syndicate charter podcast. Industry Syndicate is the first podcast network specifically for the mortgage and real estate industries. Get the Industry Syndicate app in the App Store or Google Play today.